happening? <laughs> yep. Good evening, Melroseans the world over. I'm Tom Catalini. I'm Tom Shampoo. And I'm Jen LeClaire. And this is Let's Talk Melrose. Melrose, a show where Melroseans talk to Melroseans about Melrose. And Welcome. there's, as usual, a lot happening. So, of course, last week we added the What Bill Butler is Up To segment, and that has been a smash hit reverberating through the community. Downloaded um, millions of times, I think, at this point. Before yeah. before we before we do the uh, the Bill Butler segment for for this week, I know there's there's always lots of Bill Butler news, but we have to point out that we are uh, we are down a down a team First member team member right? down. Uh, yeah, where is Sam? Where too many is things Sam? going on. Too many where, where in the world is where in the world is Sam Hammer? Sam was just giving a uh, Sam is in the middle, probably just finishing up giving a presentation on behalf of Melrose Together to the Melrose Downtown Historic District Commission on a public art project that we've been working together on as part of Melrose Together uh, to kick off uh, AAPI month in Melrose and to commemorate uh, the first minority owned business in Melrose, which was Charlie Singh's Laundry down on 1216 Essex Street, which is um, soon to be under development. So there's a project that we're working on together and she is presenting the work along with artist Bo DiMatteo. So that's where Sam is tonight. And, and along with uh, our other partner, uh, Jim Bennett, the Historical Commission, who uh, who tells the stories uh, and has the information about what, about that project. So that's is, where Sam is. Is that the project, Jen, where there's going to be art while it's under construction, right? That's part of it anyway, right? Because they, they put like a little wall up or something and we're going to put art there. Yes, exactly. But we've partnered recently uh, with friend of the show, uh, Rebecca Baraldi with uh, Beacon Hill Wine. Oh, um, right. We're going to oh, have- right next door. Yeah, right next door. So we're going to have um, a couple of the panels previewed in her in her windows on Essex Street leading leading up to it. So she's- Well, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. for folks who are still trying to orient themselves, this is around the corner towards Shaw's uh, before yeah. you get to the animal hospital. Right across from the animal Frank. Yeah. Uh, Frankie just had an animal hospital visit right there for her annual checkup uh, wow. yesterday. Wow. All went well. She's a little tired today. She had to get updated on a couple of vaccinations and she's a little tired today. That was to be expected. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that was really, I think it was, it was Tom for real. He says, he says it's Frankie. Frankie, <laughs> Frankie was tired and laid around all day long. Next oh, I didn't say I wasn't down, tired. Be looking good. Next time Frankie goes down there, it's going to be looking good downtown. So, and I don't have the photo, but it was cute because my daughter um, texted me the photo. I, I was at work. So Stephanie and Annalise took Frankie in and they have a little chalkboard at the, at the animal mm -hmm. thing. And they have the names of the patients who are counting. Right. Yeah, they do. Right. You mean like that? that? Yeah. There is Frankie. <laughs> That's how Frankie. That's how Frankie goes to the animal clinic in Melrose. Right, yes. all, all decked right. out in his. In his I, I, would, I would assume nothing. I would assume nothing less. Yes, exactly. Right. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, how, so how was the weekend? How was everybody? Well, there we go. There well, we there go. There it is. That's uh, how the weekend. That was the weekend. Look at great, that. Great a crew. Great fundraiser for uh, EDMA Eden Mass or Eden Mass. Mm -hmm. I don't know the name of the organization. Ed uh, Edenma.org. Yeah. Great. Uh, fundraiser to uh, 
and permanently end homelessness where possible. So Bill was explaining, um, you know, it's like some of the money might go towards uh, getting somebody driving lessons so that they can drive to a job. And so, so it's more okay, like, wow. you know, yeah. teaching to fish, maybe. I don't know the whole the full story, but it's more about enabling and getting people permanently out of homelessness. Out of homelessness, gotcha. yeah. yeah. And so here's yeah. Bill, uh, Bill serving up uh, some cocktails to people on that night. It was a fundraiser. Yeah. It was great. We, um, I was really impressed at how big a crowd they got. I mean, it was really mm-hmm. packed up in there Friday night. At, this is the KFC upstairs. Same yeah, place was- we have the Thursday night live music. It was fun, and they did well. They raised a lot of money, so congrats. Uh, it was like and- over 2300 I think, I saw in one of the posts. So, uh, so it's oh, yeah, I think even more than that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. They did, they did a great job. So Yes, and, and uh, Knights of Columbus <laughs> upstairs, Tom, like you're saying, where a lot of things happening, happening there's yeah. battle, the band's downstairs at the end of the month, and more and more stuff happening. I think uh, we might be able to get Mark Hall on next week or the week after to talk a little bit more. And he's got much more programming coming up, some things That's great. for uh, That's veterans great. and whatnot. Yeah, so. yeah, he's been great. And then Saturday night, quickly, we Jen, uh, you were there with me. Uh, my, I was the um, support for my wife's effort to do the um, IFTAR Breaking of the yep. Fast event uh, at Memorial Hall. It was um, a wonderful event. I think there were 200-plus people there. Yeah, we're just around about 200 people there for that event, and it was a, um, a, a ceremony. They had some kids' activities prior to, but they had a ceremony of service prayers, and then they broke the fast. And uh, it was nice to see that event come together and just feel like the community is open for everybody, and it really is a place where everybody is welcome. Yeah, I, I learned a lot. Yeah, so it was um, the breaking of the Ramadan fast and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, put on by the Human Rights Commission and partners. There were folks that came from other communities. It was not just Melrose, but they came to Melrose, which I thought was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. C- congrats to everyone. They did it. They did a great job. It was a really moving and fun and celebratory event. And food was amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we get right, into yeah. the news? We have yeah, a special yeah, guest. Yeah. Can we tell people that to, to stay tuned in? We have a special guest. Yes. Yes. Uh, sure. From Melrose High, one of the students, Ellis, who... Uh, uh, is going to talk to us about his experience with uh, the walkout uh, that happened last week, and then a bun- bunch of other cool stuff. That yeah. Yeah. gun violence. So yeah, the student, yes. student, one of the student organizers for that. So stay tuned. We'll talk to Ellis in a little bit. All but, right, but in the meantime. <laughs> yes. So there is some news. So we had a whole news plan, which we, of course, shelved immediately once the announcement from Mayor Broder came out yeah. yesterday, uh, saying that he is not going to seek re-election. Uh, sounds like he's going to uh, um, move out of elected office and maybe pursue something else. And uh, right. we, uh, we wanted to try and have him on the show. It didn't work out for tonight. Maybe in the future we can we can talk it out with him a little bit more. But that's big news in a city like this. Yeah, it, it is big news. Yeah, I think, I mean, everyone's sort of probably uh, uh, processing it, probably thinking in terms of what this means for the city, what this means for the immediate future, you know, the summertime campaign season and all that. Yes, but, so, so we will we will have a, a, a fresh and open uh, mayoral race. So the, the first half, the primaries in September and then the final election in, in November. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's an it's an open field. Um, Jen Grigoritis, city councilor, announced today that she's running, yep. Um, yep. and 
there will be more where this will be, there'll, there'll be a race to be had. So sure. um, hey, the last time there was a big open race, was that when the show started? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We had our campaign. It was the, it was a campaign. It was a, a candidate forum essentially, right? We, we yeah. had all the candidates. Because there on. were like five people running for mayor, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that was the primary because I think the primary is a runoff for like the right. top two or something. That's exactly. right. So that's right. That's right. You, thanks for the reminder, Tom. So yeah. we do have that system in numbers. It's yeah. not Republican, Democrat. No, it's, it's just, just top the top two, two vote getters so that you narrow down the field. It's a narrowing of the field. It's yes. not by party affiliation. Not at all. Sort of and I think last time it was Paul and then uh, Monica. And Monica Medeiros. Yeah. Monica Medeiros. Yeah. So, um, so stay tuned because we'll be we'll be reporting on that. Um, yeah. It's, it's it's early and there's going to be a lot happening. So I'm yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. What we we talked about this a, a little bit earlier before before we bring Alice on. Um, a couple things that we wanted to try to talk about here tonight. What do you think? What do you guys think? And and viewers, anybody wants to comment? What What do you think we need in the next leader for so Melrose? Before we move on to that, I just I just want to say uh, thank you to Mayor Proder for yes. uh, for his service. So I, I sent him a note on that when I heard the news, and I don't know the full story. And be great to debrief with him on the show. Yeah, uh, and I can also understand why you you know that looks like a tough job to me. Yes. <laughs> But then if you're going to do it during a pandemic, during right. all the upheaval that's happened nationally, locally, yeah. things that have uh, been a little bit of a roller coaster ride, different topics at different times. And it seems like it's not all that predictable what's <laughs> coming at you, but it's all going to land on your desk. And so he uh, he had quite a he had quite a ride uh, with yeah. that. And, and in his in his note, you know, he recognizes it along uh, like 20 years of public service public like service at what we used to call the board of aldermen which is now the city council okay. then he was a state house rep and then came to uh, be uh mayor of a city he you know moved to when he was like pre-kindergarten i think yeah something like that yeah, so lifelong resident you get to be the mayor of the town that you love the mayor of the city you grew up in went to, went to melrose high mm -hmm. yeah i agree thank you thank you for bringing us back to, to that first um and thank you to mayor broder yeah it's um Appreciate his leadership, his commitment to Melrose, and wish him. I don't know what he's doing next. Yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll we'll, de we'll debrief with him. Uh, you know, yeah. we'll have, to have him back on the show and, and yeah. debrief and, and and figure that maybe, out. Maybe maybe he's leaving. Maybe he's leaving so he can come and host the show. Ooh, there we go. There <laughs> so, you know, uh, I check the applications. I mean, they're piling up. So yeah. unsolicited applications, as most people know, come in uh, every in, week. In a we'll steady stream, to, every week. Every week. We'll have to have him on for an interview and see if it's a good show. Oh, yeah. Our marketing and HR interns are always busy. Yeah. And then, <laughs> hey, if he's not pursuing elected office, maybe we'll get some of the real scoop, what it's really like. Too. Oh, boy. <laughs> I will, I will say this, too. Don't forget, like we're probably the number one city in the state, at least, if not the country, under 50,000 people that made the national news the more times. Uh, yeah. more oh, yeah. That's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying it's a it's it's a reality that that we have endured as well during nice. that, the last few years of all the different things that uh, that we had to go through. The, yeah, you know, great COVID point, and everything Tom. else. You know, right, yeah. right. All the COVID. If it wasn't COVID, it was Jimmy Kimmel. There was somebody <laughs> on our back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
All right. So anyway, so so Jen, uh, what was that prompt again? Could you, could you read the question, please? Wait, yeah. So I thought we could. I thought we could chat for a few minutes about you know what do what do you guys think is is most important for the next for the next, What are you looking for on the on the, the next leader for Melrose? What do you think is important? Uh, so a big part of the answer for me, and I'm no political strategist. I'm a guy trying to live in the city uh, here. But uh, I, I think an attention to the fundamentals is kind of important to me it's a, as terms of like a, a leadership quality. Um, so it's great. We have to have a vision. We want to move forward and all of that. But, um, you know, the school committee lost track of a couple million dollars. <laughs> uh, you know, a little bit of the basics, like do we have the tools, technology, training, people in the right positions? Uh, do we have things aligned sometimes in a situation you know, there are some uh, small changes that make a big difference. So I, I do think that there are some fundamentals that feel like, I don't know why the superintendent chose Westwood or whatever, non-Melrose versus Melrose, maybe uh, as a, a lot of factors, but I feel like there is uh, there's an opportunity. There's a lot we have going for us. I don't take anything away from Melrose. I think we're on a great trajectory. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of good things. We definitely have some challenges, but I think that's that's part of it strongly. Yeah, I'm going to echo that, Tom, and say, especially that last part, uh, say that Melrose, I mean, we think of Melrose as a destination. The housing market is red hot, has been for many, many years. But yet there's still something that we think we could be doing better. And uh, for me, I want to feel like, um, uh, you know, keeping our eyes on what that means. What does it mean to be better and who, or how do we make sure that everybody benefits from being better, a, a better community, um, including uh, everybody who lives in the city, whether you've been here for uh, many, many years or not so many years. Um, it's a diverse city. I think we wanted to maintain that diversity and we want to grow that diversity because the more um, voices and experiences we have, the better we become, I think. And so, uh, and then allowing those voices to be heard. So communications and um, mm. conversations and just, you know, ways to make sure that people feel engaged and feel like they're a valuable part of the entire story of Melrose. That's wow. well said. Are you, are you running, Tom? Is, is, where's my new logo? Boy, that was good. <laughs> Tom C. Vote for Tom C. <laughs> well, well, we were talking about that. We could be, we could be, we could run as a pair. Just you can, you, Tom yeah. C. One of Just us is likely to show up. Which Tom C? The one with the dark hair and the glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. One of them will be there Monday at nine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> So I think I, I think for for me I think some of the, the main issues are that are the main priorities for the city are some of the things that that you touched on um, the budget you know there's there's some there's some challenges we have a, we have a lean budget so we have to get we have to get creative lead from lead the budget from kind of where our values are the school and that aligns with you know the schools the schools are educating our children is one of the biggest priorities I think yeah. creative economic development. Um, Things like that, um, and community building, making sure uh, everybody has or, or feels like they have a voice at the table. I think, I think in terms of uh, leadership qualities that that I'm interested in, I'd, I'd be looking for. I, I think you want to kind of start from the inside out. So you're you're the leader of um, a team at City Hall, right? There's a there's a big city staff and a, and a big team. So I think on the inside. Um, 
empowering uh, your team and creating a, a, a city hall work culture where everyone feels like they, they're working together to get projects done and that people are empowered. They, there's an expression, you know, the room is smarter than the individual. So, you know, really empowering everyone to, um, to, to work together. And then, um, and then I think the, the community voices as well, like communications is a two way street. So invite, you know, inviting people, collaborations, the more, you know, the more of the better we get, we get better work done when we collaborate. Um, I think, uh, you know, holding on to things is not is 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 never is never as good as when you can collaborate and bring more people to the table um, right. to, to find creative solutions and get things done and empower people. So, um, those are some of the things that I'm interested in seeing. Yeah, nice. I, and I feel like this, there's a lot of progress that was made by Mayor Broder, so we should yeah. again acknowledge all of that work he did. I particularly feel like there was a lot of progress made in the net zero effort. We see a lot of the charging stations around town. You see a lot of that kind of stuff happening. Um, and so I think continued progress is something we want to see as well. There's been a lot of progress made. We want to keep going on that trajectory. I, I tell you one thing that uh, I, I thought he, was, he did well or, you know, whatever, or so one thing I liked that sort of sounded corny at first was the, some of the thematic stuff. So it's like the year of wellness or something like that. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds like a bumper sticker, you know, whatever. But he actually made yeah. big changes at the health department yeah. and produced a lot of programming. And I was like, so as the year went on, I was like, oh, I get it. That's actually kind of kind of nice way to push forward. And yeah. yeah, and you and you really did feel it. I think we talked about this on an on an earlier shirt on an earlier show where it really you it really did feel like that. There was a lot of really excellent, excellent programming coming out of the, the health department and partnerships with um, the rec, the, uh, with the, uh, the rec department. Yeah. The first, the first uh, candidate who can bring a beer garden has our yes, vote. Yes. One it's more a, thing. We want a candidate to do. What, is the, what is that? We want something. It really is <laughs> yep. I'm going to push. Right. I'm going to push until we have a beer garden. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know who else is pushing the envelope around here? The students, uh, yes, future leaders who started are they're not waiting to lead. They're they're leading now. They're leading now, yes. Yeah. And so it would be great to have uh, Ellis join us uh, uh, now. If yeah, we do that. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> ah, there you go. There's your walk up music, Ellis. Yes. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Hi, Thanks Ellis. Thanks for being here. Ellis, you are a senior at Melrose High School. I am right? indeed, yes, a senior. Last right. year. Congratulations uh, on, on, on your pending graduation. Yep, Tell us yep. a little bit about yourself. Sorry about the dog barking. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, so I'm a senior, like you guys said. Um, I am involved in a lot of things, sometimes too many for me to handle um, with my schoolwork and stuff. Um, I'm a runner. I am on a captain for the cross country and track teams. I'm a, uh, a musician. I play in the marching band and the concert band. I, uh, I started my own club called the jam club where students can come and play music together. Um, I am an actor and a singer. I'm in the, the high school shows. Um, and I do summer shows with broken leg productions. I know you guys are fans. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm many things. I could, I could tell you a lot of little projects that I've got going on, but some of them are secret. Hey, Tom, can you pull Ellis's uh, application out of the pile? Let's get him up to the top of the <laughs> Right list. to the top yeah. of the pile. Right to the top of the pile. I like to keep busy. What can I say? Yeah, it sounds like it. That's amazing. Good for I'm you. Kidding. 
That is impressive. So, so you and some of your peers organized, we know uh, last week there was a, a student walkout, um, walkout to end gun violence, and this was uh, national. <laughs> Fans everywhere. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your involvement that, uh, your involvement last week and what that experience was like? Yeah, um, it was a really amazing experience and I'm, I'm happy that I could be a part of it. Um, the, the two girls who spearheaded it, um, Madeline Broder and uh, Ella Ahrens, um, they kind of got the whole thing organized because the, the whole thing is a nationally based walkout. So um, the, the organization that started it reaches out to individuals at schools and asks them if they can sort of get something going and conjure up a, a walkout. And, and that's what they did. And they reached out to a couple of us seniors and a junior as well to, to speak. And they asked me to speak because they know I'm an advocate for this kind of stuff. And I like voicing my opinions, um, whatever it, the subject may be. Um, so yeah, it was really special. So many kids, I think pretty much every, almost every student in the school, in the high school, and even uh, a ton of students from the middle school came out and, and supported health signs. We, we did some chants. We, we had some, everyone listened to the speech. Everyone was very respectful. Um, yeah, it was amazing, an amazing experience. Oh, it's great. So there have been several, uh, there, you know, it's almost on a daily basis now at, at this point. I'm down, I'm not in Melrose right now. I'm down in South Carolina visiting my parents. And so down here, CNN is on 24 hours a day for my, my dad watches CNN 24 hours a day. So I've been even more aware than I already was about um, these things are happening on a nearly daily basis now. So um, this was in response to which of the which choose one, which of the um, most recent shootings was, was the walkout in response to? Um, uh, which one was it? It was uh, the, Nashville. 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 Isn't that incredible? There's a new one every day. And, and, right. and I think that's a big problem is I actually, five years ago, I went to uh, a March against gun violence. It was the March called the March for our lives. Mm -hmm. And um, this was when I was a sixth grader and, and I, or sixth or seventh grade. And I, I remember I was there and I held a sign up that said, um, the only thing we should fear at school is the school lunch. Uh, <laughs> and it was, you know, it was funny at the time and it, it got the message across, but I think it, it, it's not a, it's not good that we're still facing these things today. And, and as a senior in high school, five, six later, six years later, I'm, I'm still here advocating for the same thing for the same things that have been happening for five, 10, you know, decades ago. Yeah. I it's, really it, empathize for students your age where this is a fact of life for you when you go to school. I can't imagine. Um, so Yeah, no, it, it's, I mean, I think we're incredibly lucky to live in the state of Massachusetts and live in New England where we don't necessarily go to school every day with this fear because of the strict and, and regulated gun laws that we have here. So I'm very grateful for that. But I think a big um, part of the walkout and, and a, big, um, a big reason why I think we got it organized and we wanted to voice our opinions is, is, to, is to help the, the states that, and the students who live in those states that don't have as strict gun laws and do live in fear every single day. And I mean, you know, it could happen to us. There's nothing to say that it, it couldn't. But um, so I am grateful that we live in a state where I, I can go to school and, and feel generally safe. But but we want to we want to make sure that everybody in the country can feel that way, not just specific states. Right. 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 We saw reactions to um, protests on the state house floor in Tennessee, I believe. Right. The the 
two um, state reps who were ousted from their positions. One of them has been reinstated. One more is pending, I think. Um, mm -hmm. But I was going to ask, you know, as a student in school, it's not just schools, obviously. To, uh, you know, we've we've seen it across um, houses of worship, churches, and others. Uh, Banks, uh, females everywhere. Right. Yeah. It's you know, it's yeah. and in a bank, and then a mall, and then. But um, what strikes me from from a school perspective is that it's really strange to get maybe quasi political for a minute. It's really strange that there's an effort in certain states to ban books, mm -hmm. which means that they're concerned that there's going to be an impact from the books on the students, right? Um, students, right? And yet the guns have no impact in 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 the minds of people who are trying to make these laws. We're worried about to, yeah. Like it seems weird that books are more important to ban than actual weapons in schools. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. If you okay. feel like that's part of um, the thinking for, for kids your age as you go through life. Well, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I guess I'm not completely up to date, but I do know about the, the book bannings in, in Florida and, and some Southern states right. and stuff like that. Um, and, and I, I think that, I mean, I, I don't think that information and in, in, in getting, because these books that they were banning, they're just, it's historical context. A lot of the books yeah. were banning black baseball players, some of the first black baseball players to enter the, the major the major leagues. And and I mean, that that has nothing to do with, with politics. It has nothing to do with our our cultural milieu as a society. It, it has, it just, it's just historical context and historical information. So banning things like that isn't gonna change, um, isn't gonna change our, legislation it's not going to change our culture and our society it's just going to prevent people from from being able to to see the world in, in multiple perspectives and, and because if you live in those areas and you can't get all the information and, and see everything from you know if you're only looking at it from one perspective then you're not gonna you're not gonna understand um you know what what it's like to live and, and have more uh freedom of information in a place like like massachusetts compared yeah. to those states and you know i think and even I think the, the issues that they should be focusing on are, are gun violence and gun control, um, because th that's what's getting out of hand, not not people, you know, reacting to this woke culture or whatever in in um, you know, books and, and information. Right. Agreed. So I'm wondering if there were additional uh, points, you know, from your speech, Ellis, that you may want to um, sort of convey for us here or I don't know, maybe we've covered some of the points, but. So you had to you had to think about what you wanted to say. And you probably had a big audience there, and um, you know, folks encourage you to do it. So and you sound like you're you're uh, experienced at expressing your opinion. So you don't have to hear any any points we haven't covered yet that might have been part of your speech. Yeah. So uh, I mean, kind of how I started the speech was I talked about um, how it it only takes 108 seconds to buy a gun, um, and and a lot of and that's a, sh a shocking piece of information to me and I'm sure to everyone um, who knows that. And, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of people and a lot of politicians, um, you know, delegate with this mindset that the universal background check system is what is going to, you know, establish safer gun laws and safer gun control. When in reality, the background check system only checks people who buy guns at gun stores you can buy a gun without any sort of background check at a gun show or a gun convention. Um, and it doesn't stop people from doing harm in the future. It only checks for people who have a, a criminal record or a record of some sort of mental health issue that, that has been document, documented. But it doesn't account for people who are going to and are, are 
are planning to use the gun for harm in the future, whether that be to themselves or to others. Um, and I, I think just another one of my points that I wanted to get across and something that I personally believe is I talked about the, the Bill of Rights and how the Constitution, it was adopted in 1776. Uh, the Bill of Rights was ratified in 1791. And since, since then, 27 amendments have been made to the Constitution. And that was 250 something odd years ago. Since, since 1791 or whenever the last uh, amendment was made, nothing else has been changed. And I think the, the people who wrote and ratified the constitution back then had the right idea. They wanted to continue amending and evolving this piece of scripture, this documentation. Living document, yeah. Right, it's an active, it's not a passive document, it's a living document, it's an active document, so that it can capture and evolve as our culture and as our society moves. Um, and I think that we completely let that go to the wayside. We completely forgot, our, and our legislators, you know, they don't do that anymore. We don't, we don't ratify our laws, we don't ratify our amendments because we think that we're set and we think that we've, you know, for the most part, we think that we've established a, a, a doctrine of, you know, everything's good. When in reality, our laws are, people are finding loopholes and people are finding ways to go into a school and, and with a gun. And, you know, it, it's honestly, it's upsetting that we can't continue to evolve our laws and change them as we change the society, which is something- In a, in a, way, in a way that works for us now and protects us and, and uh, upholds that you, like you said, that the, the Bill of Rights, um, you know, everybody has the has the right to feel safe at school and stuff too, and, and you have the right to, to to lead your life, live your life, and and, and feel safe. Um, that's all really, really well said, Ellis. I'm I'm struck with this feeling of um, hope, um, the fact that um, there are young people like you and your peers, um, and that will. Uh, we're in good hands if you're all coming up and voting and taking over from the old people. <laughs> yeah. And I do think that is a good thing about our generation is whatever you want to say about Gen Z, we are activists and we will stand up for our rights and our opinions, which is something that's, you know, it's going to be carried on for. Hey, that's, that's the American way. Um, so as we're, uh, as we're thinking about. Your audio just, just started to get crackly again. Okay. Is it a, am I able to talk now? No, it's still. <laughs> oh, it's all working to plan. No, exactly. Oh, you know what, Tom? It's crackly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, 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 see what you could do. In the meantime, I know, um, I, Alice, you are involved. Uh, Tom, was there something else you wanted to say? I, I was going to ask a quick, a quick question. Plug. I mean, because you're at a transition or, you know, a crossroads in your life, you're about to graduate high school and then go on to college and, so you're becoming an adult and you'll do that. What, what's your message for the Melrose kids who are younger than you um, coming up uh, either middle school, even grade school, but middle school, high school ages? Um, what do you feel that you've learned for your experience here in Melrose in the school system and also just in the community and that you want them to know? Yeah, so I'm um, actually, this is part of my, so we have to do a senior, in, senior internship um, at the end of the year. Um, and, right. and so part of my internship is, is going to be giving kind of my lessons as a, a senior in high school and what I've learned from my four years and years in middle school and elementary school from being a student, um, because everybody hits their stride at a different, at different time. And, and I wanna be able to help them maybe 
come into their own in, in terms of learning earlier. Um, and so I, I always, one of my points is that I think kids really need to get involved in, in our school because a lot of kids are kind of scared to, you know, cause they want to be cool or they want to fit in with a certain group, but then they neglect them to learn themselves and to educate themselves in all facets that the school provides because um, they don't get involved with activities with, um, you know, civil rights and social rights, uh, things like, like the walkout, for example, like, you know, two, three years ago, I probably wouldn't have done it if they had asked me, but I've kind of hit my stride now and I've come into myself as a student and as a learner and as a member of the community. And I, I hope that I can, that, that kids younger than me will continue and realize that, that they need to get involved in the community. They need to get involved in the school because, it, because it's only going to help them, you know, be better people, be better students, be better peers, and and be better learners, and, and you know eventually maybe even better educators. That's great. And there's a comment here. So there, there we go. Well Thank you. I was going to tell you guys. I don't know how to put the comments up, but put Alistair <laughs> up there because I'm also struck by. Thank you, Alistair. I'm also struck by. You know, there's there's uh, lots of. <laughs> There's lots of uh, folks in the in the community, roughly our age, I'm just saying, that are involved in various boards, commissions, committees, etc. Yeah. Here in town, uh, Alistair is with the Racial Justice Community Coalition. There's the Human Rights Commission. There's, you know, we're all involved in these things, and we would all do well to have um, more young people like you doing the work with us on these on these boards and, and commissions and, and community work. So I'm just I'm so I'm just so impressed and um, really happy that you're you know, you're here talk and talking to us all. And um, I love what you were just saying about empowering the students younger than you to get there quickly and get involved. And you know, so thank you for your leadership in school and everything yeah, that you're doing. Really, really to, to your point, I mean, that that's how we evolve, like I was saying, is, is by getting every opinion, every person, regardless of age, regardless of status, regardless of education, um, regardless of race, regardless of gender and sexuality, get everyone's opinion, everyone's voice, and, and that's how we become a more cohesive community. That's great. Thank yeah, you. it's amazing. It's a fantastic uh, ending. It sounds like too. So Tom, Tom wanted me to ask you. All right, yeah. Tom. See, I do, I do listen to you, Tom Cat. Uh, Tom <laughs> wanted us to ask you, Ellis. What do, you, what do you think we should be looking for in a in a new mayor? I mean, I think Paul Broder did a great job. Um, yep. He really advocated for us as students, um, and and you know, I, I I worked with him a few different times, um, so I was really happy with with how he did. Um, but I think that, you know. Maybe we could even have a woman in the office next time. Um, just a thought. Um, but I, you know, other than that, I just hope that whoever is the next mayor will continue to advocate for us as students because I think a lot of times we can be outspoken, whether you want to call it ageism or not. Um, I think we can just be outspoken because a lot of people expect that the students just kind of go through the system without, you know, really having a thought of their own. Um, and I don't think that's true. I mean, I, I see it firsthand every day when I go to school. Kids are bright, kids are smart, kids are cogent, they're cohesive with their thoughts and, and how they, they, they go about school. Um, and so I think that, you know, whoever the next mayor is and whoever the, the leaders of our community, they need to realize that. And I hope that they can continue that legacy. Nice. Great job. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. We hear you. We hear you. You are Twice. now a 
host of the show. It's no accident that Tom is muted. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We love you, Tom. Um, so, uh, Ellis, you had uh, a couple other things coming up that you're working on that you wanted to talk about and plug. So uh, let's 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 do that uh, before you do that, because um, I think they're a, a little bit uh, related. Like I said, um, there's a group in in town now that I'm a member of called the Melrose Creative Alliance, and we um, have calendar uh, calendar and event listings on a, a portal. Ellis, there we go, Ellis Vermeer, um, about arts and culture in Melrose. So. Um, coming up, there's, of course, uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, the kickoff for the Celebrate the Arts in Melrose, which is a citywide uh, school arts show, visual arts and perform visual arts, music and performing arts that kicks off tomorrow night. And then the, the uh, visual artwork is up um, for a couple more weeks. And then this Saturday is the Keep Melrose Beautiful Spring Annual Spring Cleanup. So check that out. And there's a ton more events um, that you can check out on melrosecreativealliance.org, including one, Ellis, I know you really wanted us to shout out also. Yeah, so we're, we're actually doing uh, Celebrate the Arts tomorrow. So I am continuing the, the thoughts on drama. I am involved in Melrose Drama's production of Mean Girls, which runs from April 27th through the 30th. Um, and so make sure everyone comes out and watches that because it'll be a great show. I think we're all doing a really great job. And we're going to be at Celebrate the Arts tomorrow. We're going to be previewing some of our songs, so make sure you stay tuned and catch that. Um, and then if, if I'm going to keep plugging things, we mm -hmm. got Broken Leg Productions. Uh, the summer shows are coming up. I have cool. to plug that because my mom's on the board. <laughs> um, we got Jesus Christ Superstar and Footloose, which I know are some fan favorites, especially in the Broadway world. Um, track team, come out to our meets. We have one home meet on April 25th at Pine Banks. So if you like watching people run, hopefully fast. Then, well. <laughs> and then the last thing is, um, I also started uh, my own uh, news publication. It's a student-run. It's self-funded. It's not affiliated with with Melrose High School at all. Um, but it's a student-run news publication, and I'm one of the founders and editors. It's called The Underground. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at theunderground.news. Um, and we've we're trying to get as many students and even teachers and parents and anybody else in the community who wants to write for us write us opinion pieces, write us about things that are happening on a smaller community scale or even from a federal state or national level, you know, issues that are going on and even just more philosophical inquiries that we like to talk about because it started in our philosophy class. So we like to get our brains thinking when we write. Ah, no, I know this philosophy class. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> my, da my daughter's taking that class next year. Nice, nice. That's, that's something I recommend for everyone is to go and take the philosophy class at Mallers High School because it will change yes. your life. Yeah, yes, great. yes. My more older, praise. My older, my older daughter took it too. More, uh, more praise for you, Alice. There you go. What, there what it is. Doing? That's the logo right there. Okay. <laughs> Some of our Tom can't speak, but he can he can search and show. Okay. Yes, thank you, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Ellis, um, um, that's fantastic. We are, I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, and thank you, thank you again for being here. You are welcome yeah. back on the show anytime. Happy Good job. Good job. Thank you for being here. That's no good. That's, that's kind of what it sounded like. Wow. <laughs> that's your, your words in between. Wow. Come on back, Tomcat. It's fine. All right. All right. All right. Come on back yeah. for the for the dance for the dancing. Dance now. Now. Nah, oh, it's worse. It's worse. 
All right, Alice, thanks we know, so much. When, when's Tom's birthday? We have to buy my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and for everybody else, we will see you around town. Oh!